Hello and welcome to the Crowdfunding Champions podcast. I'm Rob Wilson and my guest today is Bernard Tananos, co-founder of Hura Foods, the plant-based meat brand who has successfully raised over 8 million euros on Crowdcube to date. Bernard, thank you so much for taking the time today. No, thank you for giving us a voice. For those who aren't familiar with Hura, could you please give us a quick overview of the business? Eura is a mission-made company that started in 2017, made with two frustrated guys that really want to have an impact, a positive impact in animal people's lives and the planet. And at that point, we saw that through plant-based meat, we could have that impact we wanted to have in the world. And then we launched, and here we are five years later, not just surviving, but actually transforming this industry, which is at the end what we came for. So what we do, to give a bit more of an overview, not just a very philosophical one, we do meat successors, so we don't try to do meat alternatives. We try to make products that are better in sustainability, in taste, but also in health. So we put a lot of effort on which ingredients to use, which fats, and to create products that you want to eat every day, that you can eat every day because are nutritionally complete, and that you can afford every day, and you can find everything in your places, in your point of purchase. So this is our mission and we are pushing very hard. You've had an incredible journey so far. Just taking a step back, what inspired you to set up the company? Both of us, it's different parts, but in my side, I was not holding more than six months in one city and in one job because at the end, I was seeing myself putting effort in things that I did not especially care. They were not bad things, but it was not touching my insight. And Mark came from the animal rights activism and he saw that giving information awareness was great, but that you need also like solutions then. Like all these people that are being informed and they want to make a change, they need tools to make change. And then, yeah, we just crossed paths and we said, actually, we can change things from the corporate side and we can bring this activism we want, we are doing, but from a corporate side. So at the end, we just meld corporate with activism and here we are. Would you be able to just talk through your funding journey to date? I mean, we started in 2017 with very few resources, very lean, trying and seeing if actually these products could work. Also, like, let's remember we are from Barcelona, we are from Spain. Barcelona, Spain, five years ago was not London, was not Silicon Valley. We had to see, actually, if this could work here. So then very few resources at the beginning. We've done a race last year, which allowed us to grow a lot the team and to grow a lot the international expansion. One year, like at the beginning of 2021, we were 38 people in the team. Today, we are 140 almost, which is allowing to be at the moment in more than 13,000 points of sale worldwide in more than 22 countries. And now, after this race last year, we're doing like kind of a bridge race, which is in between professional investment and crowd equity. We just finalized the crowd equity and we are finalizing the professional investment and we will give you all the information in the following weeks, which this will drive us next year to a series B, pushing more and more countries, pushing more and more products and bringing a lot of more talent in-house. Just picking up on that raise there in last year, 2021, you launched your first equity crowdfunding campaign on Crowdcube. 
You raised nearly 4 million euros from over 2,700 investors. And I saw that it was in record time that you managed to, to hit that target. What made you decide to go down the crowdfunding route and to raise investment through the crowd? I mean, since the beginning with Mark, we knew that we were part of something bigger. I mean, just a part of a, a whole industry that's trying to transform something that is it's destroying and causing pain in the things we care in the world. So we knew that we could not do it alone. And we wanted to create more than a brand, a community. We call them Good Rebels, like a Good Rebel community is pushing change and even pushing change inside Eura. I want a community that actually when we do something that is not aligning what we promise, they telling us, hey, you are de-aligning from what you promised because we are more, remember, like you are more than a company. So it was very clear that we had to find a way on how to bring people from the community on board. And yeah, we were like kind of like seeing how the companies are doing it through themselves or through big platforms. And then we decided to do it through Crowdcube because we understood each other. And I mean, it was an easy way that allowed us to put the efforts on communicating, not on the technical side and all the financial side. You recently closed your second Crowdcube campaign, the largest to date. So you raised over 5.3 million euros from over 6,000 investors. Could you tell us more about this campaign? Yeah, this campaign... I mean, the first one we didn't know. I mean, I was very sure that our community would join and would want to be part of this. But you know, it's a bit of like your instinct, but you don't have data. This time, we took a bit more risks even. We put a very, very, very small maximum ticket, which was 20K, which normally like the companies don't do that because you risk to get to the numbers you want. But for us, the main objective was to bring as many people as possible so that bigger tickets would not make smaller tickets not be part of the campaign. More than 6,000 people, being from where we are, a country where these kind of investments are not usual, people is not investing in, in crowd equity in general. We are one of the first companies doing this. In the UK, this is a bit more like usual. Like people do that. They have more information. Also, they know more Crowdcube as a platform. Um, I think it is a big success because 6,000 people in very few hours, we reached a million in three minutes. And not just that, but the sense of belonging that this brings to many people. It's one more step. Many people are feeling that era represents them, but now they are part of it. And hopefully they are part of the success. And I think it is very important that a lot of like the mission-driven companies that are very successful today, they've just been invested by professionals. And we want the people, the people that are actually making us being here today, and hopefully they push to even be bigger tomorrow, they are part of the success. Hopefully we have the success. I mean, it depends on many factors and we will work very hard to do so. But I also want these people that made us be where we are to have a successful return in the future if this happens. So again, if we do a next round, I'm sure that we will be placing a crowd in this plan. And until when we do more and more and more and more, I don't think we will stop doing crowd equity. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, now we have almost 10,000 people that are part of the company with very small tickets, like 20 euros, or larger tickets, like more than 20 or 30,000. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. And you've now got 
you know, an army of supporters, army of customers, and you know, hopefully they're going to be the ones that are going to get behind you, spread the word, and really help and, and ensure that you you do achieve that success. It's an army, and a lot of people say, "Yeah, you have 9K ambassadors now," and I say, "Yeah, but it's a responsibility as well." Huh? Because, I mean, since the beginning, we've been very clear with what we do and why we exist. So now we have to stick to it. And now we have 9,000 people that really want us to stick to it because they invested for something more than just a return of an, of an investment. They invest because they believe in it and they want to be part of it and they want to help in a way in this path. So it is ambassadors, but also like it brings a response, an extra responsibility to the whole team on stick to the mission and stick to the words we say. So words are not just words, are actions. Talk us through how you prepare for your campaign. What goes on and how long does it take you? I mean, the first one took longer now because we already know the Crowdcube team. It took less. We know each other. We also know the, the, the main phases of it. So at the end, what's key here is the pre-campaign. So there are two sides. One, it's how you pre-prepare and how you pre-communicate everything. So the day that you launch, people are already informed, the people that really are interested in it. And then there is all this side of like the finance legal part, which through Crowdcube, it's far more easy if you would have done it like on your own. Obviously, it is tricky. And honestly, I'm a comms creative guy. And honestly, I don't enjoy this part. And I was being part of this. But it is a key part. You have to do it and you have to do it well. So I would always recommend someone if they want to do it. And actually, like these last weeks, people say, hey, in two weeks, I want to raise money. And I say, don't do it through crowd equity because you will not have the time to do it well. I mean, it takes time to prepare everything because at the end, you have to prepare it well because people will be placing money in your company and there it has to be all the procedures very clear. And you have to promise things that you are actually then giving to the public. So, yeah. Pre-campaign wise, it is comms, but also there is this legal finance part, which takes a few weeks to align with the Crowdcube platform. Out of interest, how long did it take you for your last campaign from start to finish? Last campaign, I think, since we decided to work with Crowdcube till we closed the campaign, I think it was four months. And then we have to think that from the day that you finish and you reach your, your target, there are a few weeks as well, the cooling off period, and then the money, and then et cetera, et cetera. Then there are last three months. Actually, last time was a bit longer because it was our first time. And there were some like difficulties and things that we did not expect, but now we learned. So this time it will be much shorter. So last time, maybe four months plus three months of cooling of all the campaign. And this time it was a month and a half, I have to say, we were very lean and very sharp in all the preparation. We also knew much more, which would be the interest of the of the community. So we were a bit more sure that this would work. We are still in the cooling off process, so I cannot say it, but hopefully it doesn't take more than a month and a half. You mentioned the importance of the preparation before the, the campaign goes live and engaging with your community. How did you go about that and how confident were you that you were going to hit your target before you launched your campaign? Honestly, like I'm very close to the community in general. Like, I work in the comms department. I'm, I work a lot in going to the countries and feeling the community and seeing what people's senses of Eura. And again, I was very sure that this would happen. 
obviously, like many people could use some like threats, like, but be careful, don't place 20K as a maximum, but don't do this maybe this time because it's convertible notes might not work as well as if it's direct chest. Again, I was very sure because, and this would differ from company to company. I mean, we are a very mission-driven company. We're very transparent on it. And I think everyone just going to our Instagram, Twitter, wherever they want to go, they will see who we are and what we came for. So I was very sure. However, you always have this like small, like sense of what if. So we prepared a very complete short pre-coms campaign of three weeks where we were informing about what does it mean a convertible note? What does it mean investing in this moment of Eura's history, et cetera, et cetera. So people kind of have the answers before the day of the investment starts, because if not, that day would be very intense because many people would ask things that actually could have been answered before. So we work a lot on that. This time, something that was key, as we are getting more global, we worked in different languages. So we worked in French, Spanish, English, and Italian. So this also helps to bring people from other countries and reduce the amount of answers, or the amount of questions, so the amount of answers you have to give. And then we also work in webinar, which I think is something that's very key because many people have very specific technical questions. There are people investing through crowd equity that are already professional investors, and they want to know far more than someone like me if I would be investing in another company. So we've done webinars in Spanish and in English. And apart from giving transparency, because you can go, like, I mean, we have the links on YouTube and it's very transparent. And when we are not sure of something, we say, hey, if you invest in Eura, we are not sure of this because it's impossible or because it depends on many factors, but also like allows to answer many questions beforehand. And so those webinars took place before your campaign went live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a recommendation from Crowdcube have done many campaigns, so they know what works and what doesn't. And then you have to also follow your gut feeling. Every company is different. Every company comes from different countries. So then you take the best practices of what worked in the past for Crowdcube. And then you say, hey, bye. because I know my community, I do this, 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 and that differently. And then you have a whole campaign. But the campaign was content on socials, which were very strong on socials. So content on socials, the webinar site. The newsletter side, also like informing the people that already invested in the first round. So they obviously know about we are opening a second round. And yeah, this was mainly, we did not do like big things or like we did not do paid, social paid or anything like that. We work very organically with the current community. Of the 6,000 investors that you attracted for this campaign, how many of those would you say were in your community already and customers? And how many of those? came from the, the platform? We reached the target with the pre-registration people. So meaning most of the people come from our community. Like first time, I mean, we did not reach the point where the rest of the world can invest. And you set your target at a million euros. How did you come about with that target? In the end, you obviously raised over 5 million pounds, so hugely exceeded that. Because this time was convertible nodes, and you don't know, it's the first time that you do a crowd equity through convertible nodes. At the end, when we started to have these compositions and we had this bridge round to kind of push the countries that are coming and we really want to be part of this path, we said we want to do a bridge round and we want the community to have the chance to be part. 
I mean, we could have gotten this money from the institutional investors or professional investors, but we said, no, let's keep a space. So we kept the space, but we said, let's not put a very high target because we have to do it very quick. So we don't have a lot of time. We have to do a very quick and lean campaign. And we can get the money that we don't get from the community, from institutional investors. But let's do this crowdequity before so we keep the space for the community and then we feel what we need from the institutional investors. And that's why first we are communicating the, the campaign for crowdequity and then we are filling the rest with the institutional investors. And it's something that we will be communicating in the following weeks. So we said, let's put a target that it's doable, that it's achievable, but let's make sure that we keep a larger amount because if the community really wants to be part, they have the opportunity. And and for us, they have to have the right to be part of the campaign. And it happened. The community wanted to be part. So we said, let's keep it a bit more hours so more people can join because this is very important. We are a mission-driven company with a community in the center. So we have to actually apply these words to the actions we do. And now we are filling the rest of the round with institutional investors, professional investors, celebrities, et cetera, et cetera. But community first. What would you say is the most challenging part about launching a crowdfunding campaign? I think give clarity to people. At the end, we have to think that most of the people that invest in, in your company at that point, they don't know about investment. They don't know about return of investment. They don't know about shares. It's wording and it's a topic that people don't know. We don't learn this in school. I mean, and they want to be part of this because they feel they love the brand or they feel the values are aligned with them. But I think you have to be very clear and you have to maybe give even over information so people can like kind of get it. And in the moment where they say, hey, I invest 20, 100, 150 or 1,500, they know the information they need to do an investment that is responsible, that we're not hiding information. We don't want to hide information. And I think this is tricky because sometimes with very short time and so many channels, it is challenging to give all the information in all the challenges and to answer all the questions people have because those weeks are crazy and you have to put more people to answer comments on socials, more people to answer the emails at info at, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, the biggest challenge is to work on a campaign that apart from seducing and attracting people to want to be part of this, because at the end it's what you try to do with this, they do it in a way that they are informed and empowered. Because if not, at the end, you will have people that felt light throughout the process. And this would be the worst campaign ever, because then you have people that are actually investors in your company, but they are not feeling part of the company because they felt the process wasn't right. So for me, the challenge is to to be very responsible with the community in general, but when the money comes in place even more, because I mean, I have a lot of stories and I have friends that they don't have like huge salaries or they don't have a lot of like savings, but they wanted to be part of it. And honestly, like I really want to give all the information to them. So they make a decision on their own, but with all the information on the table. We've seen lots of other food and beverage brands launch on Crowdcube and they've offered rewards as part of the investment. Is this something that you considered for this campaign or your previous campaign? For us, and we still have, uh, honestly, like we have a lot of work and a big improvement here. For us, the, the biggest reward here 
for the people and for the company, so at the end it's team, is how we make sure all these people can give their opinion throughout the process. I mean, Eura's team has a lot of questions in many decisions that or where to go or how to do things or how to rebrand or how to many things. So how we make sure that we listen this more than 9,000 people now and in the future even more, because the more people you ask, the better answers you have. And we have to make sure that we organize a platform and we call it Good Rebels Board of Members, of Directors, that will allow us to make quick decisions, but with data, with data from people that are really already feeling part of the brand, aligned with the values, but also that they have a voice because they place money and they want this money to go to be multiplied by X number. So for us, this is the best reward we can give. I mean, we could give stickers and products and many things, but this will be as a global brand, and this has to be the main objective of the company. So we will multiply our, our positive impact. This will bring a lot of difficulties to send things to many countries. And this will, <laughs> we will need a team just to make sure that these packages arrive. So let's focus on the things that matters and let's build a platform that allows us to listen all the opinions from these 9,000 people. And then let's build the challenge, uh, the, the challenges also the challenges, but the channels to keep informed bi-directionally. So we will be stronger. I was going to ask what the benefits that you've seen from crowdfunding aside from capital, I imagine what you've described just there, the platform and that feedback loop from customers that you have. Exactly. As I said, we had, we still have a lot to do to build this platform and make it like very strong and robust. But the best thing is that you have people that you can ask and that they they give us many like good feedback. And many people, because they have contacts or they know about certain topics, they want to share it. So this is priceless because sometimes it kind of unblocks challenges that we face as a company because someone feels part of the company and wants to be part of the solution. I would say this is the best. And I know that you mentioned that crowdfunding in its earlier stage in Spain and Europe than the UK what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs in Spain or in Europe that might be thinking about equity crowdfunding? This is a question I've a lot of people ask me like these last weeks. I would say like think if it makes sense for you. Because I don't think crowdfunding is for everyone. Because if you do crowdfunding, it means that you have to have a crowd that already wants to be part of your company. And for us, it has been easy. And I say easy because there is a lot of work behind creating a community and keeping the mission first and listening to the community. There is a lot of work. We really are mission first and community centric. And this, I think for companies that are mission first and community centric, it makes a lot of sense to do crowd equity. However, if you are a company that because of your business model, you don't need to talk to the public. No one knows you. You are maybe like a B2B. It will be very difficult to do crowd equity. And a lot of people like wanted to do crowd equity. And I had a conversation with me these last weeks and they say, okay, maybe for my kind of company, it makes more sense to do directly to business angels, or professional investment, et cetera, et cetera. So my tip, I would say your recommendation is to make sure that you do it because you want a community behind. Because I'm sure that getting money from institutional investment and business angels 
or other kind of ways to get money will be much easier than getting it from the community. And also getting it from the community gives an extra responsibility with that community, which is not one, two, three, five people, it's thousands of people. So thousands of questions with thousands of answers that have to come. Um, so to make sure that you really want to do it, it's a step. And it also like has to connect with the way you think about your business. And if the community is a big part of the business, I think it makes total sense. And I think there is no better way. If not, I think it is a too complicated way and an extra work way to get investment. Yeah, wise words. And from your perspective, where do you see equity crowdfunding going in Europe? And I'm seeing it not just with Euro, with many companies. Many of the successful companies and brands today, they're successful because they, they were born and they have a very strong mission. And people nowadays, when they buy a product, not everyone, but I see it more and more, they buy it for more reasons than just the product itself. To who am I giving my money? What this purchase represents? Is it connected with my values? So knowing this and knowing that like the new generations, but not mine, but even Jen said, they're even more connected with the impact we have and how we have to have a positive impact. And they are more open to change because I mean, we either we change, they understood that either we change or we would be changed. So I'm sure that thanks to that, we'll see a big raise of people investing in companies, buying companies that honestly, like and authentically put values and mission first, and they're very transparent because it is more difficult. And I think this is the best news ever in the industry. It is getting more difficult to lie because people see it. They will see it in a week or two or maybe a month and a half, but it is key to be transparent and to, if you came to the world just to make money, say it because you will connect with many people, but you will be transparent and you might (laughs) be able to do very successful investment rounds. But if you came to actually have a positive impact and transform the whole industry, say it, because there will be many people attached to it. So I'm sure that this is just the start, especially for countries like Spain, Italy, France, where crowd equity is not, is not something usual, it's very niche. We will see a big raise because a lot of people, and I said Gen Z, but I think it's transversal. Many people want to be represented with the purchases and the brands they support. And so hopefully there will be many brands like Keura that pushes this and sticks to it and many people supporting these brands. And so not supporting the brands that have a negative impact and they don't try to do a positive impact. For sure. I very much hope so. And I'm sure we'll be seeing lots of other inspiring brands launching on Crowdcube uh, from Europe uh, in the future. Now, Bernard, where can we find out more about uh, Hera? We are on all social platforms. So Eura Foods. In TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and if not on our website, everyfoods.com. And you will find us in many other places as well. Stay tuned for the next weeks because we'll be dancing a lot. So maybe music festivals will be a place to find us. If you go, try to find the yellow. And yeah, you will find us in all the places that are trying to transform the, the food industry and placing animals out of the equation. So see you there. Bernard, thank you so much for taking the time today. No, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more advice, head over to crowdfundingchampions.com and be sure to subscribe for the latest interviews. 